Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
we've all had that experience where we feel like the force is with us. And, mm-hmm. and when, and during meditation, I usually am bawling my eyes out and it's, but it's a joyous, um, but a lot of them ask, how do you know when the force wants you to do something or when the force is trying to communicate, you know, we always talk about we're here to serve the force, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like, how do we know that the force really wants that's, us to do That's actually a very advanced question and I'm happy to answer it, but I want you to understand it is not a simple thing. Okay. We are now going to talk about ego. Okay. And the ego says that you are all powerful. The ego says that you deserve to have God ask you to do things. The ego drives us to do certain things. So when one says, you know, you have a instinct or a desire to know when you're hungry and a computation in your head to figure out what it is that you want to eat, whether it's a sweet, whether it's normal food, whether you feel like you need something healthy, okay? How do you know those things? How do you come to that determination? Okay, you're, you're dealing with your body is actually communicating with you. It either is low on sugar or it's seeking nutrients or something. It's not just sporadically give me junk food unless you've trained it to be on junk food, then it's got an addiction, okay? And it wants that, okay? The, the idea is that when the universe communicates, and it can communicate in many levels, and I'll go through those, okay? But in general, there is an instinctual awareness, call it the Jedi awareness, the the idea of communicating with the force. But in order to communicate with the force, you need to really truly be able to get yourself up, like really to to, to truly make me be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna trust you. You gotta literally be up at least to seven or eight tones, okay? Because if you can sustain that, then you've learned to control your ego. You've learned to control your your narcissistic self. Everybody has one. You've learned, so you can't remove those things, but you certainly can learn to to contain them in order to be where you want to be. Most of you guys just haven't hit that level yet. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's an instinctual level. There's a sense of knowing, and that works. And sometimes the universe pushes you in directions and, and create circumstances in your life in order to react a certain way, okay? That's still very cosmic in its own way. But, but a direct level of dialing into the force, okay, requires being able to navigate your mind to such a clear pitch that you can convey that, that, that information, that experience in a very clear way. But the ego will delude most people, okay, from having that true clarity. And it is our ego saying, I'm going to conquer that. I'm going to do, no, you need to immerse yourself and not fucking get in the battle. You win the battle by not having the battle. So the more tones you could say that you're able to reach and maintain an experience, okay, is going to define what your clarity to having the universe communicate with you in a sense or convey things. Now, the universe can work in different ways. The universe, A, is going to convey to you when you're at your best. When I say that you're at your best, I mean it's like you've, you've done some really good immersions. You've done some really good work on yourself. Work on yourself, it's, it's like, you know, with, with Kimberly, she's like, oh, I had this static thing happen, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, it's calibration. 
the, that means that she just upped her game to to convey or feel what the universe is trying to to do as most of you guys already have and so therefore it is a it's a stronger knowing a stronger instinct a stronger sense of of awareness okay now look i have had many different ways the universe has conveyed information to me um there are times where i've uh well, you guys would probably call it more of a psychic instinct, okay? But a psychic instinct is also the universe in a lot of ways because I tell you to develop your psychic abilities, okay? When I was a young person, um, I was went through a lot of shit, as you guys know, with my stepfather, and I was on my own living on the street. I slept a few nights on the street, and my guidance counselor at the school knew what my situation was and was trying to find me a place to live or a place to stay for a little bit till we figured out a better solution for me because I was homeless. And in that process and desperate for a place to be because I was sleeping on the park bench at that point, okay, uh, very vulnerable, there was a person who said that they would would take anybody, you know, that they had an arrangement. So he went there. It was a, you know, it was a redheaded kind of guy or whatever. Nice guy, looks normal, yada, yada, yada. Okay. But during the conversation, he's like, yeah, I definitely will. We'll have him here. I got an extra room. No problem. We're going to take care of you, yada, yada. The counselor's feeling great and everything. And I looked at him and I knew right there and then overwhelmingly that no, under no circumstances do I want to be under the roof with this person. Okay. It wasn't about molestation. It wasn't about what the most common folk things would think, okay? This guy was psycho, okay? And nobody knew, all right? And 10 to 1, he would have attempted to kill me, okay? So, uh, so I basically really put myself in a worse situation when I tried to explain to the counselor who was thrilled and got me off of his list of taking care of shit, okay? When I was like, I'm not going to stay there. Do you know how hard it was for me to say that being homeless, Okay. What I seen and what I felt from him was just red. It was this, 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 not literally like he was red. It was like, like the environment around him was like a red transparency tint. And the intensity was just like, <laughs> like not literally you felt, but just this, you know, like everything in my body empathically was like escape run. This is, this is a very bad person. So about a month later to the day almost, my counselor called me in and he did find me another place. It was this Catholic kind of guy. He was a nice guy, but an awful place to be. But anyway, so I did end up having a place that, you know, obviously I survived through my, my dilemma. But uh, the counselor asked me to come see him. I came to see him and he was like, hey, Eric, you remember the, the one guy that you were, were like, you know, I'm not staying there, Okay. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and he's like, you know, I, I owe you an apology. He says, I'm not quite sure what happened, but he was found dead. Uh, he uh, was in his truck. He picked up somebody and that person killed him. And they found out that 10 to 1, he probably tried to kill the other person, but the other person got the upper hand. Okay. And so did the universe communicate to me? Was it spidey instincts? I don't believe necessarily in spidey instincts. I call it spidey insects because you can kind of say, oh, it's my sensory and stuff. But there is a point where there's an intervention from the universe that is undeniable. 
I wasn't trying to be psychic at that point. I, the last thing on my mind was scanning or doing anything psychically. I was just in a survival mode. I was grateful to be fucking anywhere, okay? To me, that is the universe talking to me. The universe is not flipping human. It doesn't have a vocabulary list that's in English or Chinese or Swahili for that matter, okay? Or Israeli or anything. It, it does not relate to us as human beings in the sense of how we conversate. The closest thing that we can have to understanding or communicating with the universe is to develop a dialect of communication through our emotional centers and then let it translate what it is that we are experiencing. As I've said before to you guys, when you get a hankering, you don't know what the fuck it is you want, but whatever you're feeling knows exactly what it's trying to tell you. It is up to you to, to sample what it's giving you for information and go, what, what is it? Is it a candy bar? No, no, I'm not feeling that. Is it, is it just Jolly Ranch? No, 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 no. Is it, is it chocolate? Oh, 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 yes, that's it. That's the flavor. That's the feeling I'm feeling. It's chocolate. I need a chocolate bar. Okay. You, that is telepathy in a sense. That is communication now in a weird way that's from from whatever your craving is do you get what i'm saying that's not spiritual that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that when i was overwhelmed i didn't know in tenths of a second why i was feeling that way it took me a minute to experience what was going on for me to react that this is a threat on my life that did not necessarily come from me but it became me through something within me. And what was within me was how strong I was with the force from when I was out on the bench, I was meditating a lot. Well, I didn't know how to meditate, but I was reflecting a lot and doing psychic stuff because I was scared. I was nervous. I'm out there. I mean, people could come over and fucking stab me while I'm sleeping on a fucking bench. So you, you, you turn to God for, for some kind of comfort. And that's probably what I was doing at that point. So when I say it, the force begets you, if you beget the force. So I looked to God at that time in my life and God moved in me. Do you understand? So when I went on my daily life, it's like a battery charge. And this is, that's actually a brilliant way of trying to explain this. The battery charge was still running the next day from the prior intensity of the night of surviving through a, a scary night, you know, where I'm just trying to immerse myself and, and embrace in the universe. So that power level that was within me reacted to this this force of energy that was hateful and destructive and that's how god talked to me at that moment so there are interventions that i don't think are guardian angels okay i think it's the intervention of the universe interventing in your life and that's something different that's whether it be a car accident or what i should have drowned in a pool twice or not well in the lake once in the pool once but um you know, those are things that I've, I think I've discussed in the past, but that's a different kind of intervention of the universe. But when the universe wants you to specifically do something, it usually, and you got to make sure the ego ain't there, okay? It usually will speak to you in such an overwhelming sense that it's undeniable. Um, and that's what you got to keep in mind. And oftentimes what the universe wants is not how we, in, in, in our mind, we're like, oh, it's going to want me to go and maybe bitch slap this bad guy, okay, or, or throw lightning from my fingertips at him or, or something like that. No, most of the time what the universe is looking for, okay, 
is for you to be charged up and the more charged and the more directly linked you are to it means that what you experience, it can experience better. When your connection with it's shitty, it can't experience through you well. So it's going to look for someone that it has a better connection with at that time. So if your charge is high, your, your gearing's good, okay? It usually wants you in a vicinity, in a place, because it knows that there are certain people traveling through there and your presence is like a tuning fork. It's going to affect their consciousness. And it's, it wants that person to have an epiphany or a thought or a change in their feeling in decision-making on how they're going to react to something or do something or influence somebody. And it, it's literally architecturally moving them to adjust that thought pattern. When you can see a ripple of events, the butterfly effect, if you will, then it's adjusting an entire timeline in some cases, just because you stood in the middle of the library entranceway with people walking by and it wanted you to be there. And how do you know to be there? It just, you just, okay, I'm, I feel like I need to be here. The same way you feel about finding your spot to meditate. Okay. It's, it's like, you go, why do I choose to go into the library? Why would I choose that day to go to the library? Why would I choose that floor? Why would I choose it? Is it something I normally do? Fuck no, but not, not in a specific spot, but I understand what I'm doing. So I like doing it. So I do it. But the point is, is the universe in truth is maneuvering me there because it wants me to emanate a certain frequency out that will affect either one or more people, depending what it is it's up to. So there's that. Okay. And I could go into a million lists to, to validate how I know that, that what happened that time or that place. I'm either approached by a stranger where, where in this, I can't even tell you how many times it's happened. I'm sure there's what, but I have people come up to me and they're, they'll, they'll, they'll just, you would say to me, um, look, this is not normal for me. I, I don't want to upset you or frighten you, but I feel incredibly drawn to you. Can I hold your hand? I've had that asked me at least three times in my life. Okay. And I'll hold their hand. They close their eyes and, and they'll, you know, and they'll tell me I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a praying person. I'm not a person that, but there's just something about you. I feel overwhelmed about, and it's changed your whole life. Now, do I sit there and go, Oh, that's because I got Jesus like powers. No, I, I'm, I'm fucking Eric Pepper. I am just a, a, a vessel, a tool for the universe at that moment that it, it's doing something it wants me to do. I'm just a representation of it's, if it's, if it's interest. Now, there are, are times where I have gotten very intense visuals about places I need to go. For instance, I knew I had to go to India, and I knew exactly where I needed to be, and I knew exactly which temple to be at, and I knew exactly what room I needed to be at. I'd never been to India in my life. Okay, so how do I know that was from the universe? Because I know how it felt. I know that when I go into deep meditation, there's that hum in every cell of my body and it's a, it's a certain feeling and you feel this intense love that is just beyond words, okay? And if you get 2%, 1% of that, then you, you know, my hair's going up. You, you know, you know where that's coming from. The same way you would know if you were blindfolded and your child came up and hugged you. You would know that versus another person hugging you. Maybe, but more than likely, I'm trying to find stuff to give you that sense of knowing, okay? So in, in some cases, the scary part is feeling something, is it artificially produced in you because of ego, or is it truly genuine in its, in its sense of communicating with you? Because we all want it so desperately, we may end up creating the illusion 
to falsify our relationship. And this is why egoless means that you don't make up shit and that you're patient and that you're, you're willing to say, if God never communicates with me for my entire life, I'm okay with that. But we know we're not. But anyway, the point is, is that that's the point. And that's, you, you know the feeling when it comes upon you. And if you're going to fake it, you're the only one in the room who really knows other than if I would detect or you guys would maybe sense it. Yeah. I hope that that helps to some degree. But God is not going to come down and have a conversation with you in English or anything else. It's going to move you in such a way it's undeniable. And you will know. You will know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, if it's coming from a bad place or a good thing. I knew when that guy's energy hit me, that wasn't the good thing. Okay, I knew that was the bad thing. Okay, how did I know? Is there a little map I pull out and it tells me the, what's going on? So what's more important is, is that you guys have a working model of the general universe. And that general universe has two forms of energy that we consciously think about relating to. And that's the positive aspect and the negative aspect of the force that permeates the universe, like its soul like your soul is to your body, so is the soul to the universe, and we are aspect to that relationship. Because you have a working model, then you should be able to say in your own consciousness, of course God isn't human. Of course God ain't some old man sitting on the throne. Of course I shouldn't think of God as being human. God is God to every living creature in the fucking universe. It, it doesn't choose to be like any one thing or any one thing. It's, it's unique to itself. By understanding that, you have to reflect on the idea that God is a frequency of vibration and energy. And by just simply thinking about that and thinking about that you are in it, that's prana, that's vibration, that's energy. You're thinking about being in it. It's only at that moment that it can soak into you or, or permeate into you by a choice of your will of surrendering to it immensely. So the more that you immerse yourself into it, the more clarity you get, the, the stronger the knowing, the stronger the sense, the stronger the direction of it moving and changing your life. I don't know if that helps or not. That's, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Next. Wow. All right. Yes. Roll the dice. Daryl, hit it. So I just had a question about psychic waves. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do sometimes we get spooked and accidentally send them out? I've, <laughs> I've, I've had people walk up on me and I've, I've felt them from behind coming and I just accidentally, and then they have a real bad reaction. <laughs> okay. how, how, do you, how do you deal with that? How do you not do that? Well, one is when you're driving in your car and somebody's waiting for the bus and you hit the puddle going by, did you, do you, do you, do you feel bad about what you did? Yes. Is, yes. It, is it, you know, unless you did it on purpose, it's not like you really willfully tried to do it. Okay. So the first thing to know is, is that you're not really doing something intentionally bad. Okay. Two, I would simply have to look at myself and ask myself, you know, why am I reacting that way to somebody up on me? So instead of being like sensing, I mean, I sense people on me all the time. I don't, I don't jump on it. I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? So this is a trigger in you 
Do you follow me? This is a trigger. If somebody came up to you and you didn't sense them, they touch you on the shoulder, do you jump around kind of like, what the fuck? Or do you just go, oh, hey, you see what I'm saying? If it's, if it's the first one and you jump around and react, that it, whether it's physical reactive or spiritual or energy reactive, you're still reacting in the same way. And to me, that's psychological. Something either happened with you when you were younger or at some point in your life where somebody either spooked you and then did something bad or something out of the clear blue happened. But there's usually a link or a reason why your choice of response is so imbued in you in the sense that you react that way. Okay, so I would do time stepping and try to figure out where that may or may not have come from. I also would do time stepping to recreate those scenarios, but making them into a much more positive experience. And then in so doing, you're training your energy field not to be reactive or to zap something so quickly or to, to send out that vibe. Like, like, like maybe in a sense, telling it to raise the bar as to figuring out what's really negative and that what you have been experiencing isn't really a threat. It's just an annoyance. <laughs> um, but it's usually just you, you finding that, that middle road within yourself. And it usually comes from doing good visuals, uh, processing over and over a few times, and it will make a big difference. So I, I hope that's useful. Good. Yes, say something? Yeah. Yes, it is. Thanks. So, um, what I wanted to talk about tonight, and and kind of maybe do a walkthrough, is um, I want to talk about um, empathic, because I think it's relative to to all of you. Almost every single white cell has a high level of empathic ability, and empathic ability in its most general, and we're going to go much more in depth. In its most general level is basically you feeling other people's emotions and reacting to them as if they're your own because you don't realize that they're not yours. Okay. So we often in life, in fact, a lot of red cells, everybody has a level of empathic ability. It's just what is your scale level and is it going down or is it going up because it can fluctuate. Okay. Red cells on, let's say, a 1 to 10 usually are at a 0.5 as far as their empathic abilities. Some are a little bit higher, usually women, where they can get maybe up to a 2 if they're red cell. Okay, White cell males tend to run at a 3 to a 5. Okay, And white cell females usually run from a 5 all the way up to a 7. Okay, And... In essence, you can bring that up higher, but that comes from, from practice, okay? But naturally, we're very empathic. We, we feel things from other people, okay? But here is the, the thing. Everything is interlinked. Everything that I teach, every class from telepathy to scanning to simulation, it's, it all is all interrelated, okay? What... I want you guys to do is to do a quick exercise. I want you to get in your chairs, adjust yourselves, you know, no crossed hands, just put them, you know, rest unless you got them in your lap, like, like you need to have your feet kind of flat, you know, on the ground. Okay. No cross legs. Okay. And I want you to just close your eyes right now. And we're just going to do some, some quick stuff to kind of relax you and bring you down. Okay. So close your eyes. I want you to take a nice deep breath of prana coming in through your nose. See the prana coming in and breathe in. 
and exhale out your mouth like cigarette smoke. You're purging yourself of negative energy and thoughts. One more time. Breathe in through your nose, clean prana energy, thinking about the blue force. And exhale. And you know how we like threes. One more time, blue energy in. And I want you to really surrender your, this, this exhale, really feel it in your body. And exhale. Conscious control of your consciousness begins by you asserting control. This is you asserting control now. Now, the second thing you're going to do is I want you to go through what I taught in one of the other classes, and that's to start onion peeling basically your face and head. I want you to start relaxing everything here in clicks in your cheeks. Relax them. Relax your forehead. Relax your jaw. Relax your throat, your earlobes, back of your neck, your eyeballs, your nose, your scalp, your teeth, your tongue, your upper chest, your shoulders, your stomach, your back. That should be good enough. Keep your eyes shut. Now, what I want you to do, okay, is to visualize maybe someone you don't like, but I want it to be a fake person. I don't want it to be a real person. I just want you to imagine there's someone you don't like. Okay. And what I want you to do now is to look at them because they can't see you, but I want you to imagine like you're invisible and you're able to look directly at them. And I want you to look at their eyes and I want you to, to look at the color of their eyes, their pupils, their eyebrows, their nose, their lips, see the detail, their cheeks, their neck, any jewelry they might be wearing, their hair. And I want you now to become aware of the feeling of them. Like, you know, you don't like them. You know, they're not necessarily good people. And you basically can feel that from someone, okay? What I want you to do now is to see them start coughing and they're, they're coughing and it's kind of like they're, they're kind of surprised you're coughing. They don't know why they're coughing, but they're coughing. And I want you to, to be aware that their stomach now is souring. It's, it's upset. It's, it's almost at the point where it's thinking about wanting to puke. And when you look at them, I want you to see little beads of sweat starting on their forehead. And you see them now rubbing their head and they're disconnected from you now. They're more worried about what they're going through than wanting to, to deal with you throwing you bad energy. Okay, I want everybody to open your eyes. I want you to tell me your thoughts about what's going through your mind with that process because it's not the typical lovey-dovey one we would normally do. And there's a reason for this. Go ahead, Cole. 
so you're saying to imagine these things happening to them. And to me, it felt like I was causing that to someone, even That's if it was correct. something that I didn't like. And so I felt really bad about it. Correct. So here, here's the thing. Anybody else got anything to, to throw in? Go ahead, uh, Tracy. Well, being empathic, I was also feeling everything that I was sending them. Okay. So. That's fine. That's part of it. Kimberly? That, that was basically the same thing for me. I literally, even though I could see it happening to that other person, and I felt this guilt for doing it, but I, I literally felt all of it happening to me as it moved through, and it, it felt horrible. It felt like a horrible thing to do to someone and to feel it physically as it was happening. It was, I, don't, I didn't like it. Good. Anybody else want to weigh in? Okay. So now we're going to do the same thing. Come on, military style. You got five seconds. I want you in the zone. I want you to go right through the same process that I just had you go through. If you're a professional, you're going to get it on. You're going to, you're going to go to where you got to go. You're going to start doing your breathing exercises one more time. Breathing the prana in. Exhaling. Breathing in again, blue prana, feeling the force. The more you think about the force, the more you move into that frequency field that's connected to everything and everyone. The more you think about the blue static, the more the blue static encompasses the entire universe. It's like a webbing, a netting, a connectiveness that makes us all Alisoni. And what you're doing is you're moving through Alisoni to find what you're looking for. Now, again, one more breath in. And exhale, clear your mind of any thoughts. In fact, clear your mind of the last session we just did, okay? Every, let everything go, it's very important. Now what I want you to do is to relax your face, hear the clicks if you can, relax your throat, your chin, your eyes, your forehead, your earlobes, your cheeks, your jaw, your scalp, back of your scalp, back of your neck, your tongue, your neck, your shoulders, your chest, your stomach. Now I want you to imagine another imaginary person anybody and I want you to be looking straight at them and I want you to look at their eyes I want you to figure out what color their eyes are in fact I want you to even look at their pupil so much that you can see the color dis the color filaments of what makes up a the iris okay I want you to look at their eyebrows their nose the bridge of their nose their nostrils their lips their hair, their neck, see the detail. Detail is very important. Any jewelry they have on. And I just want you to look at them now like, like their whole face. And I want you now to just see them all of a sudden burst out in a laugh. And I want you to see the smiling in their, their eyes. And I want you to see their, their cheeks 
and a smile coming from them, like, like they just heard the funniest thing and they're almost embarrassed to admit that they thought it was hilarious. And the amount of, of feeling and joy pulsing through them. In fact, they're laughing so hard you can see tears coming in their eyes because they feel ridiculous. And I want you to feel their health being abound and youthful and, and healthy. And you're going to see them laugh so hard that they have to bend forward. And when they come up, they're taking a really deep breath into their body. And I want you to open your eyes now. I want you to tell me what your thoughts are. Go ahead, Kimberly. That one, uh, uh, I couldn't help but resist to actually be smile, uh, to, to, to smile and to have that same sort of feeling come over me as I was giving that to that person and visualizing it. And not only that, but I could literally feel this emotion raising not from like kind of from my gut up into my heart and then suddenly it was just this light this overwhelming amount of happiness to i wanted to i wanted to just smile it was just i couldn't control it it just happened anybody else it was great go ahead tracy like kimberly said i i think it was just an expansion coming from my chest it had just like opened up and you could feel it just kind of go out and it was that joy, the happiness that they were feeling. Good. good. Anybody else? Uh, Jonah? It felt like I was sharing the experience with the person. Like okay. sometimes it was them, but it kind of felt like I was like right there with them experiencing the same thing. Okay. So what you're doing is, is several fold. One is a form of telepathy. Okay, coming from you to them. And it is also you essentially sending them information that they didn't ask for, much like what happens to us all the time, but without conscious effect by them. But you're empathically, instead of receiving, you're broadcasting. Okay. And essentially, your consciousness has an effect on their consciousness. So when you see the person who felt bad, I want you to understand that when, when a person's angry with another person, oftentimes they visualize or imitate a feeling of you being unhappy or that other person unhappy, miserable, not well, whatever it is, you just want vengeance, okay? And Although we as white cells are more aware of not wanting to do that, the typical red cell and typical other philosophies or teachings are not self-aware in that sense. So they are empathically projecting stuff at you, okay, that you're receiving if it's a negative situation. If it's just you being around someone, they're not necessarily projecting it, but you are actively feeling it subconsciously without even trying. So whatever they're feeling, you're mirroring in you also. Okay, so in a sense, they're doing the same thing you did, but they're not consciously aware of them doing it. You're actually saying, let me feel this without asking. Okay. Now, you can use this 
to do wonderful things and you can use it to use to do awful things. Okay. But in essence, when we think about healing, when we think about energy work, we think about energy, but it's, it's so much more, it's not necessarily more potent, but it's just adds the caliber significantly to just clear your mind, move into the static field. It's kind of like, um, Xavier's, you know, machine on his head where cerebro, okay? You're in a sense doing a cerebro thing, okay? And you find the person that you want to communicate. It doesn't matter if they're really standing in front of you, you know, and they're at work doing something. That doesn't matter. What matters is you've identified their conscious frequency. That's what their image looks like to you and what they feel like. You're actually tuning into a number or a frequency of them but you're imagining it as being a visual, but in truth, you're, you're dialing into them. And that's how you are utilizing your humanness to connect with someone. You're, you're, you're hacking the system, if you will. Okay. And in essence, you are imbuing or empathically, instead of receiving, you are now projecting a outcome on them. Okay. Now, several things are going to happen. Either you're going to change the direction of their future, which is, is going to happen depending on how strong of a wattage you've built up or how good you are with what you're doing to how far it's go, or you are affecting their, their consciousness from when they're depressed or whatever mood they're in, you've now dramatically shifted it. If they're unhealthy and unwell, then you go into the same thing like we did and you see that person robustly healthy and laughing and doing things that you connect with, okay? The key here is the process of that we went through. And of course, I expect you to go through a much better process than what we have a time limit to work with, okay? So you need to take it very serious. But by clearing your mind, relaxing your body, you're detaching from your body. By breathing in prana, you're connecting to the static field that is the force. That's, that's the allosony that we are all part of, just like the cells are to your body, okay? But thirdly, the most important thing is to take the time to see them. When I say look at them, I'm saying look at them like it's 5K, I want you to see their pores in their nose if possible. I want you to look at their eye and see the little filaments that go around making the color what it is, okay? I want you to look at the slight pimpling of their skin if need be, okay? I want you to look at their hair. The more that you develop this, this conscious visual, okay, the, the mind, reality, once you reach a certain point, doesn't know the difference of whether a person's really in front of you or a thousand miles from you. It doesn't know. It doesn't care. It only cares because you care and you assume that there must be a proximity to you because you think organically. You think physically. You need to banish the, that thinking from your mind temporarily and present this person's presence to you as you know them right in front of you. And you, you are making it rock solid by the detail of which you are observing, okay? Then you bring forth your interest of what you want, 
you want them to be joyous. You want them to be out of their depression. You don't think about them being depressed. You already know that. What you think about is, is them bursting out in laughter and hilariousness and joy and wonder for life and maybe let them smell flowers and see them feeling them on their face and feeling how happy they are, okay? We are crafters of reality. We are crafters and influences of reality. If you choose not to use your power to influence for good, then you're, you're useless. You're not, you're not really utilizing or being helpful to the universe if not once in a while you're trying to do an act of kindness in this way. Now, I'm not asking you to do something harmful, but it was very important for me to show you the negative because when you get real ugly, you need to be thinking, am I being self-aware right now? Am I subconsciously just want what I want and don't give a fuck about what I'm doing? And I want you to understand that you understanding that feeling now will have a greater level empathically of sensing something that's not your own. Do you understand? By me showing you a person in front of you that you're willing on, hopefully it was some imaginary person like I asked for, okay? But you are learning from that to recognize that vibration that created that it's now going to make you more aware that you're getting it from somebody else if it's any level of something like that. But until you see it and experience it and can have something related to it, it's very hard to understand what's yours and what's not yours. Does that make sense? So in a weird way, you need to eat something bitter to create an immune system against something deadly. And that, that's what you're teaching yourself. You're teaching yourself the dark aspect and to recognize it when it's on you instead of unconsciously not knowing you become a victim of it or a product of it, okay? And it's the same to be positive. Now, you, the, the thing is you may feel an overwhelming sense of positivity and not know where it's coming from. You're just gonna be more aware of it. I'd say roll with it if it's positive. Questions? Go ahead, Tracy. The feeling that negative isn't, I mean, that's one of the reasons we cut cords and do high guard, isn't it? To get rid of that. Precisely. But remember, there are no cords. There is no sword. There is no pyramid. All of these things are aspects of your consciousness that you have found a way to talk to the back-end programming. Do you understand? It's a way that you're hacking your own consciousness in a sense that, that tells it. So it's like computer code. The computer code to keep negative energy away from you is to think of a pyramid. When you think of the structure and the mass and the body of it, it creates a feels like. And that feels like is very specific in what it's doing. It keeps away shit that you don't want. Cutting quartz is a feels like. And that feels like removes stuff that's attaching to you. Okay, go ahead, uh, Cole. So when we talk about um, not being able to recognize things that aren't from you, I know that I personally have a more difficult time doing that in groups that I'm more closer to, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Like strangers, at first it was everybody and everything. But now like strangers, I, I can get that. But if it's okay. from- Stop, like a, Okay. Listen, listen to me, it's a very good question. I hope you guys understand that I'm really teaching you guys something very powerful, okay? This is a little bit above normal EJP classes, but this is where we're heading now, okay? The people that are close to you, 
you need to sit down and you need to do the same thing with each one of them that you did with the imaginary people, but you don't need to create a positive or negative experience on them to, to see that. All you need to do, Cole, okay, is you have a power. All of you guys have a power, okay? You need to go into cerebral mode. That means sit down in your meditation, sit down on the couch, clear your mind. That, that is an act of will and discipline and kung fu. Do you understand? It's, to me, it's like doing a one-two punch on somebody, which would blood or knock them out. You're doing something in a mental way, okay? You're sitting down and choosing to actively use your abilities in a very specific way. And until you mentally decide, I'm going to go through these motions, you're not doing anything until you choose to do that. Once you do that, okay, and let's say you, you visualize a friend or a partner, okay, that you're not sure about, all you have to do is just look at them in your mind. Look into their eyes, study their eyes, feel them. And from that moment on, they ain't going to have an influence on you. Because what you're doing is you're absorbing and learning their frequency, their code. Do you understand? Once you have their code, you will always be able to identify it. But you don't have that code until you go into that. And the thing is, is that when it's personal, you clunk it up with personal emotions and feelings. I have two categories. I have one where it's that, and I have one where I have a relationship or friendship or whatever it is. Okay, I'm good. But if I feel funky, I got to know where that funkiness is coming from. And instantly, the, the second I feel for what that is, if I know it, I know it just like I know the chocolate bar once I figure it out. That's the point of me seeding that thought with the chocolate bar. Okay, and don't doubt your instincts. Do not second guess them. Trust them. They're there for a reason. You need to trust them for them to become strong. You don't have to react. You don't need to let anybody know what you're thinking. You'll, your, your silent observations will prove whether this person's throwing fucking shit at you or not. At some point, they're going to have a reaction. They're either going to say something snippety to you, and you're like, whoa, where, where did that come from? I knew that was coming, but, but I'm really surprised it's coming, okay? Well, blah, 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 blah. So you felt it before the fact, and they were throwing negative energy at you because they were stewing, okay? And you knew who that was going to come from. So the fact that you knew is what prevents it from in, going in you. It's when you don't know that you let things in you that don't belong to you. Do you understand? So when you say you have people in your life, that's the hardest, start going through them. Don't do them all in one session. Do one in a session. And then two days later, do another one until you feel like you've gone through the embodiment of, of all the players, okay? But what's going to happen is, is your awareness and your relationship is going to go on a much higher level once you do this. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online 
that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio.